Welcome to the Encounter Community Church Podcast, where we take God's Word and look at how we can utilize, practically apply it, and implement it into our lives. Welcome back to the Encounter Community Church Podcast. My name is Ken Ballard Jr., and I am the pastor here at Encounter Community Church, and I am back. I just wanted to say to you who's listening today, thank you so much for coming back and listening. I know that I've been away for a few weeks here or there. I went on vacation, and then my plan was to record the week I came back from vacation, and we are in the middle of converting our virtual services to live stream service, and I've been going on a learning curve, something fierce. So then I thought, you know what, I'll I'll record the following week, which was last week, and I'll post that. So I did record, but I didn't post because, again, I got so busy with trying to get our live stream to work. And and it's moving forward. It's getting better. Step by step is getting better. But it's definitely a learning and growing process for me. So thank you so much for your patience. Thank you so much for your patience for those who have watched the live stream And hopefully you will continue to see the quality of it continue to grow and become better and better and better and better. But with that in mind, I did have a great time in Hawaii. (laughs) I just have to say, you know, we were, we found this beautiful house. We stayed on the big island. So we found this beautiful house on Hilo because we stayed on the Hilo side for the first four days. And then we stayed on the Kona side for the second three days. And then we came home. And I have to say, this house we found in Hilo, man, it was awesome. Just flat out awesome. So you enter into the house, you walk through a hallway. And then once you walk through a hallway, you turn. Oh, actually, walk through a hallway, then you walk through a bedroom. Or you can walk through another sliding door, but we walk through the bedroom. And then you turn, and you're in the middle of this main hallway. And you just see it, the hallway goes, and then it just opens up. And it it is just a big open room where the living room is, the dining room is, and where the kitchen is, and where they all are. And you just look right through that, and you see the lanai, which I I love. I just love the name lanai. Like, when we say, hey, in my backyard, I have a patio. And a patio, like, that's a cool name. But when you say, I have a lanai, like, that's just, a, that's just a really cool name to call that. So you look through the lanai, and then there's a pool. And what's really cool that they did is uh, the area is surrounded by lava rock. And so what they did was the ground around the pool looks like lava rock. So that was really cool the way that they did that, too. And then beyond that is the pool, and then beyond the pool, there is this fence, and on the other side of the fence, there's a little bit of a ledge, then there's a drop-off, there's a cliff, and on the other side of the cliff, ocean. Just wonderful, incredible ocean. And then what was really great about that is there were a couple times where I woke up at like between 5, 5.30, which was like more like 8, 8.30 our time. 
And I would just catch the end of the sunrise. And I will tell you, man, we saw some incredible sunrises from this house. Just knocked down, dragged out gorgeous sunrises. And, and, and it really did. It just reminded me of the magnificence of God. Because you look at the sunrise and you see the colors and just the beauty of it and how it all comes together. And I look at that and I say, there has to be a God because that there's no, there's no way something that beautiful can just happen by accident. So we had a chance to be able to see. And then here's the other cool thing is every morning we would look out into the waves just beyond our house and there would be sea turtles. So we had sea turtles greeting us every morning. You could walk out, you could see them swimming in the ocean. Uh, you could see their bodies in, in the waves as the waves would crash. It was just great. And then we just had some really great once-in-a-lifetime experiences. Like we hiked across a dormant volcano. How many chances do you get an opportunity to do something like that? And then not only that, we went snorkeling, which, I mean, you can go anywhere, but snorkeling in Hawaii, pretty awesome. We saw some Incredible fish, really great. But the other thing that we did that was just mind-blowingly incredible is we swam with manta rays. And we're talking about like manta rays. These are, they're 24 feet, a 24-foot wingspan. And we got a chance to be able to like be in the water and swim with them. Well, we didn't really swim. We kind of held on to a pole on our canoe and just kind of floated in the water. And the manta rays actually were the ones who did the swimming. But nonetheless, incredible, just incredible. And they actually have a federal law that says you cannot touch the mantas. And, and I understand why they have it, because the truth is they come so close to you that it is so tempting to just stick your hand out and just kind of rub along as they swim along by you as well. And actually, I think a couple of our sons, well, we only have two sons. So <laughs> that couple, our, our two sons, actually said that they had the, uh, they, they felt the mantas hit their feet, which is just awesome, just incredible. So we, we just had to, it was a really great week to just get away and relax and just spend time together as a family. And, I, and I'll tell you, it was de-stress for me, which was great because when I came back trying to get that live stream working in the hours I put in that, I, I just think I put the stress right back on. <laughs> but it was, it was, it was incredible. And on June 27th, was really excited about that. We launched our indoor services once again. And so it was just great to be back together, inside, worshiping God together, celebrating God together. And, you know, it's interesting. I want to say thank you to those of you who supported us through watching the virtual services. Really appreciate that. And thanks to those of you who came to our outdoor services. Really appreciate that. And, and that your commitment to continue to support us and allowing that to happen. But I'll tell you, man, being back indoors, it just feels different. The energy is different. The connection is different. The, the bonding is different. 
the chatting is different. Like every element about it, it was, it was just different. And so it's just great to be back in that way together. And so here's what we did is in relaunching our indoor services, we actually launched a brand new series that we're doing called Becoming. And here's what we're looking at for this series is, is it's just simply this. It was motivated by the book written by Michelle Obama called Becoming. And I just wanna let you know, this, this is not gonna be a political podcast or anything like that. So, so please don't turn this off. And no matter what you feel about Michelle Obama, whether you, whether you agree with her or not, whether you agree with the politics of the family or not, this is not about that. But if you just look at them as people, politics aside, philosophies aside, just look at them as people and their stories are just really, really incredible. So I had a chance to just listen to her book, Becoming, and just hearing her progress and what she went through and growing up in Chicago and, and being a part of just seeing the massive migration of, of blacks moving from the South to the North. That happened during her lifetime as a kid. And then not only that, getting into high school and doing really well in high school, but then going to her high school counselor, her college counselor, and talking to her college counselor about her future and saying that she wanted to go to Princeton and her college counselor in high school told her this, you are not Princeton material. <laughs> to which I say, wait, 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 what? Like, I mean, just think about that. You go to your college counselor to get advice about the direction and moving forward to have your college counselor tell you that, hey, you know what, that school is outside of your reach. You're, you're not the right person. You're, you're not the material for it. So why don't, why don't you just shoot for going to a lesser school? And for some of us, we may hear that and be defeated by it. Michelle Obama was like, oh, oh yeah? Well, well watch what I do. And she puts in this effort. She puts in the energy. She puts in what she needs to do. And boom, she gets into Princeton. I mean, just amazing. And then she gets her law degree. She meets Barack. Eventually, they, you know, he gets into politics and she follows and supports him there. And then he becomes president of the United States and she just talks about their story and how they try to do the best they can to keep their family as normal as possible. And then finally, uh, the transition from being in the White House to just being a regular person. But also talking about, you know, she talked about her book and she said, look, I, I don't see this book as telling the story of someone who has arrived. I, I'm just telling the story of someone who's on this journey and I haven't arrived yet. But I, I just love that. And then on Disney Plus, they actually have a television show called Becoming. And, and what they do is they follow like different actors and singers and athletes and they just kind of tell their story of how they became who they are and, and how they arrived there. And it was really, it was really cool to, to just watch. And, and I just started to think about that. Like, what if, what if as Christians or as people, we begin to look at our own story, our own story of becoming and, and, and moving into becoming the person who God has called and crafted us to be, becoming the person that really embraces the best possible us that we could be. What if we were to look at our story. And so that's what we're doing over the course of the series is we are looking at how we can go on this journey of becoming. 
And we're also looking at it based upon Mark 12, 30 and 31, which I think really does give us the right path and the right journey on how to become. And that is love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself, which I think is also a beautiful passage as well. But you know what that really is about? It's about arriving. It's about getting there. It's, it's about becoming the person who God has fashioned and called you to be. And the way that you do that is by learning how to truly be a person of love. How to truly be that kind of person. You know, and I say that because I just wonder. I just wonder, like, as, as Christians, and, and, and I'll be honest, like, I've been wrestling with this. Because I'll give you a little bit of my background. I grew up going to church. I can remember seeing pictures of me when I was six years old. And, and I will tell you, man, my mom dressed me something fierce. I was six years old in a three-piece suit uh, with a tie in church. And I was a part of a singing group when I was a kid called the Sunshine Band. And what we would do is every once in a while, we would stand in front of the church at six years old and we would sing songs and different things like that. We kind of grew up in that. But I, I remember being a part of that. So I, I did. I grew up going to church. And I, and I wonder, for those of you who are listening to this that may have a church experience as well, did my church experience really teach me how to love God? Did it really teach me how to love him? Like I can look at my church experience and I can, I, I can tell you that my church experience taught me how to be a good person. I could say that my church experience taught me how important it is to go to church. My church experience taught me how important it is to read the Bible, how important it is to serve others and make a difference in their lives. My, my church experience taught me what it looks like to be a good Christian. And let me say that again, that my church experience taught me what it looks like to be a good Christian. But here's the question. Is it possible to have your lowercase i's dotted, your lowercase t's crossed, and even dot your lowercase j's? <laughs> Is it possible doing the things that, as a Christian, I'm supposed to do? Is it possible to do that and not be in love with God? And if I'm not in love with God, then does that hinder the story of my life? Does it hinder my story of becoming? Does it, does it hinder me from being able to truly love the Lord with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength? And then does that hinder me from being able to love my neighbor? And then it says, as myself, does it hinder me from being able to truly love myself? Because again, I, I can, I, I can tell you what a good Christian looks like. I can tell you that. But I can also tell you that there were times in my life where I did do the good Christian thing. And I was never really connected with God. 
And one of the reasons why I wrestle with that is because I have four kids. And I do wrestle with it because I, I want them to not grow up with this sense that being a good Christian and you go through your list of things and that determines that you are a good Christian. What I would love to do is for my kids to reach a point where they are madly and passionately in love with God. Now, I know that it says in John chapter 14 where Jesus says, if you, if you love me, you will obey me. I know that it says that. But I wonder if we, if we get that twisted. Because it says, if you love me, you will obey me. Which tells me then is, is it possible to not love him and still obey him? And I think the answer to that is yes. It is very possible to obey him but not love him. But it is impossible to love him and not obey him. You see, that because if, if I love him, then there's going to be that part of me that is uncomfortable with my disobedience. There's going to be that part of me that says, you know what, I, I, I need to do this better. I, I, need to, I need to live better. There's going to be a part of me that walks into this level of discomfort because of my soul. Like, like there's this part of my soul that, that longs for so much more. It longs for so much more. And you know, I, I look at it this way as well. Like, like the one example that I, I kept thinking of with this is I thought about marriage. And I am, I'm, I'm married to an incredible woman actually as I'm recording this, today is her birthday and we are celebrating her birthday. We're gonna actually go out later and go eat together for her birthday. But what if I, as a husband, what if I did all the stuff that as a husband I'm supposed to do? Like I was supportive with the kids and help drive the kids around because my kids are at that age now and, and drive them around and get them to places. I did the dishes at night, loaded the dishwasher. And yes, I did have a lesson on how to load the dishwasher. <laughs> but but I, I load the dishwasher. Hey man, every once in a while, I'll do the laundry and what I'm supposed to do there and Like I, I go through the list where people would look at me and say, "Hey, you know that—that's a good guy. Like, he's—he's a—he's a good husband. He's a good husband to his wife." But but here's the question: Is is it possible for me to do all those things, the things that a husband is supposed to do, serve my wife the way that a husband is supposed to serve? Is it possible for me to do all that? But yet at the end of the day, my wife still feels disconnected from me. 
Not because of her, but because of me. And she still feels unloved. Not because of her, but because of me. Is it possible that that's what we've done with Christianity? Is we've, we've created the good person portfolio? And we say that if you follow through on the good, por- good person portfolio, then that means that you love Jesus and that you believe in Jesus. You know, in Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 through 23, Jesus says, Not not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But then they will say, "But, but Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not cast out demons in your name? And then I will say to them, depart from me, for I never knew you. So Lord, did we do all these great things in your name? I mean, come on, cast out demons. I've seen paranormal activity. (laughs) Casting out demons. You may have seen Conjuring, one, two, and the whole Conjuring franchise, casting out demons. But didn't we do all of those great things? Did we not perform many great miracles in your name? Did we not do all of the things that people would look at and say, hey, hey, that, you, you, man, you are a follower of Jesus. Look at what it is that you were doing. Isn't that the point? Like, you have it, you have it. And Jesus says, no, you don't. For I never knew you. Is it possible? And I think based on that, the answer is yes. And so if that's the case, then how do we change it? How do we change it? Because it's really interesting. A man who's madly and passionately in love with his wife will look the same as a man who's going through the motions for his wife. And a person who is madly and passionately in love with Jesus will look the same as a person who is just going through the motions for Jesus. So, so what is the difference then? What is the difference between the two? And, and if I understand that difference, then how do I move to the point where I begin to now fall madly and passionately in love with him. What does that look like in my life? How do I allow that to become real, both to and in me? And I think Jesus looks deeper. There's this passage in 1 Samuel where Samuel has been tasked to pick the next king of Israel. He goes to this guy's house named Jesse, and he says, hey, Jesse, bring your kids in front of me. I'm going to pick the next king of Israel. And Jesse's son comes in, the very first one. And Samuel looks at him and says, man, that has to be the guy. I mean, he has the right look. And the father says, no. Actually, that's not the one that I've chosen. 
he says this for, for man looks at the outward appearances but I I look at the heart I look at the heart so that being the case then what is the heart of someone who is madly and passionately in love with God and how do we allow that heart to become more and more of a reality in our life well, well, I think the first part of that heart is sacrifice. You can tell when something has a value to you based upon the way that you are willing to sacrifice for it. One of the things that I talked about in launching this series is the differences between believing in God and the differences in believing about God. Because when you look through the scriptures, believing in God, that's just a place to start. But if you really look through the scriptures, you will see that what God does in revealing himself to us is he's not just trying to build our belief in him, he's trying to change our belief about him. And it is in changing our belief about him that we begin to live in him and we began to learn how to love him that much more think about it that way as you read the scriptures and, and just, just think about it father i'm not trying to grow my, my belief in you i'm trying to grow my belief about you and in my belief about you will that change my faith in you and in changing my faith in you will i change the way that i live for you and in changing the way that i live for you Will I change the level of love that I have of you and with you and in you? And, and one of the ways that you can measure that is through sacrifice. What am I willing to give up in order for me to be able to do whatever it is I want to do? And, and that's the truth. The things that really have value to us, we'll sacrifice for. We may sacrifice in saving money. We may sacrifice our time. You know, I'll give an example. I've started to work out again. And one of the reasons why I'm working out is because my belief about exercise has changed. And my belief about exercise is I need it to save my life. And so what I've done is I've seriously carved out time where working out is a part of my life now. Because if I don't, then my high blood pressure will remain out of control and I'll dive further into the battle against diabetes. So it has to change. I sacrifice now. I get home and if I haven't hit that 10,000 step limit for the day, then I'll go out and I'll walk. And that time that I was using to watch television, I, I, I sacrificed time for television. And I'll put on my earbuds, put on a podcast or put on music, and I will walk until I get to that 10,000. Now, sometimes in getting to that 10,000, I've walked half a mile. Sometimes I've walked a mile. Sometimes I've walked three miles <laughs> in order to get me. To, but I, I, I sacrifice in order to get to that because I understand that value of getting to 10,000 steps a day and shooting to make that happen. 
And eventually maybe it might grow higher, but, but I understand the value of that. So I, I do that. And so that's the element. Like, like Jesus, I will sacrifice for you. I will sacrifice my time. I will sacrifice my energy. I'll sacrifice for you. That's one of the ways that you can measure is love growing in my life. What am I willing to sacrifice for God? I think another is commitment. What am I willing to commit to God? And isn't that the same way that we would say that a man loves his wife? His level of commitment to her? Because isn't it possible for me to go through all the motions of doing what a husband is supposed to do, yet my mind wanders about other women? Or my heart wanders about other women? And I may not even necessarily pursue an affair. It may not even get to that point. But because my heart is driven by the desire of other women, then what that does is that minimizes the effort that I will put in to loving and honoring my wife with my heart. So, so there's that, that commitment there and looking at what am I willing to, to sacrifice to be with her and how much am I willing to commit in being with her. And we could do that same thing in our relationship with God. I think the other thing that really shows and helps us to develop our love, it, it really does boil down to the motivations behind what it is that I do. The motivation behind it. If I'm doing it because I'm supposed to do it, that's not necessarily love. It's nice. It's not love. Here, honey, it's your birthday. And I got you gifts because, well, that's what I'm supposed to do. I can tell you now, if I were to say that to my wife, she would show me where to put those gifts. <laughs> and I can tell you now, the sun doesn't shine there. So as I began to just dig into all of these aspects of what it really means, the, the motivation behind what it is that I do, really does determine the level of my love. And what about passion? What about passion? Now, I, I know that passion comes and goes. When you look at the cross, for example, the cross is referred to as the passion of Christ. And it really does show his passion is shown also by his sacrifice. So am I passionate about spending time with God? Just as am I passionate about spending time with my wife? Which then brings to another word, priority. Is my wife really a priority in my life? Is she? And it would be that same way with God. Is God really a priority? for me and following him. So again, we look at sacrifice. We look at motivation. We look at commitment. We look at passion. We look at all those other elements that are the determining factor behind, behind the scenes. It's the behind the scenes stuff in our hearts that will determine the level of love that we have for God and in him. 
And it is the behind the scenes stuff in our hearts that will also determine the level of our becoming. I will not move to becoming who I'm created and called to be if I'm not madly and passionately in love with God and, and, and learning how to be. You may not be there first at first, right? But, but you learn how to be. How do you fall madly and passionately in, with, in, in love with someone? It, it, you, you spend time with them, right? You spend time and you get to know that person, you get to know their characteristics and it becomes something that is attractive to you about that person. And the more that you see that's attractive, the more that you want to spend around, the more time that you want to spend with that person. And also not, not only that, but the more time that you spend with that person, the more that you feel better about you and about who you are. And I mean, there are all of these benefits that come from being with this person. And the more that you're with them, the more that you fall in love with them. There, there becomes a releasing of our hearts as we grow and trust. And that's another sign too, is trust. Do I really trust that my wife loves me? Do I really trust? Do I really trust God and who he is? Do I trust God when I don't understand what's going on? Do I trust God when things are outside of my reach? Do I trust God when I'm wrestling in my faith? Do I trust God when I get laid off from that job? Do I trust God when my relationships are falling apart? Do I trust God? And sometimes we go through those things and it reveals where our trust may be lacking. But maybe, just maybe, we allow ourselves to be back in a position where we say, God, I will lean on you that much more. So just allow yourself to just delve into the beauty of all of those elements. I follow a group of pastors on Instagram and they post quotes. And the quote that I saw that, I, that really moved me and it became the theme of this whole idea of discipleship. And that is simply this, is that discipleship is is the process of becoming who Jesus would be if he were you. I love that discipleship is the process of becoming who Jesus would be if he were you. Now, if you listen to this podcast and you're unfamiliar with the term discipleship, the word disciple just simply means student, apprentice, follower. And that you're looking at becoming a, a follower, an apprentice in such a way that you take on the skills of this person and how they show you how to be able to do whatever it is that you want to do. So then we take that and we apply that to, like for example, a blacksmith. So you're going to be an apprentice under a master blacksmith or you are his disciple. And so he's going to teach you all the skills that you need to master in order to also get to a point where you become a master blacksmith. Well, it's kind of the same that way. I'm under Jesus who is the master of it all. And in him, I'm learning how to master my life. So discipleship is a process of becoming who Jesus would be if he were you, if he were me. So how are we becoming like Jesus? That's your journey.
That's your process of becoming. Well, it's good to be back. And we are going, we, we're back on the calendar. We'll be consistent in posting our podcasts from this point forward until there's another vacation or a learning curve that I have to go through. <laughs> but hopefully we'll be more consistent in posting than not. So again, for those of you who have been away, because I've been away, thank you for coming back and thank you for listening. And I really do hope that you've been encouraged to really examine, am I someone who just goes through the process? Am I someone who people would look at and say, you know what, that's a good Christian guy or that's a good Christian girl. But outwardly, I'm just going through the motions and inwardly, I'm not really connected with God. And I'll be honest with you, like I, I'm, I've been praying this. I've been praying like, God, teach me what it means to love you because I don't know if I do. I don't know if I really get that yet. So I, I'm on this journey just like you are, trying to learn how to love him like you are. And I really do hope that that love will, will permeate my life in such a way that my kids are able to get it and that they're able to fall madly and passionately in love with God with their lives as well. Thank you so much again for being a part of this. Thank you for allowing us to be a part of your, your, your life, your moments, wherever you are in your journey. Thank you for allowing us to be a part of your day, your afternoon or evening, whenever you're listening to this. And if you are listening to this podcast on our website, just want to let you know, we are also on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Basically, anywhere that you could find a podcast, you could probably find us there. So go ahead and subscribe, and that way when we post new podcasts, you'll be one of the first ones to be notified about it. But again, I'm so excited to be back on this journey with you. And just a quick reminder, Encounter is about three things. Love up. Let's fall madly and passionately in love with God. Love out. Let's look at how we could truly be able to love those that are around us. And love in, how are we growing to continue to become the best version of ourselves that we can be? Well, thank you so much. Again, take care. God bless you. And we'll be back with you once again next week. Thank you so much for joining us for the Encounter Community Church podcast. If you could do us a favor, whatever service it is that you're listening to this podcast on, please rate and review us. If there's anything that we can do better, please let us know. But by rating and review, it also make our podcast easier for others to be able to find. If you would like to support us at Encounter financially with what it is that we're doing to make a difference in our community, whether it's the mobile food bank, whether it's serving at North High School, or making a difference, again, in our community, feel free to head over to our website, encountercommunity.church. Click the link that says online giving. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. That way when we post new live streams and new vlogs, you'll be updated. As well as please head over to Facebook and like our page. That way when we post new podcasts, again, new vlogs, new live streams, or have church events, you'll be updated and know what's going on here at Encounter. As we said before, thank you so much. We're so glad to have you with us. And we look forward to you being a part of the podcast next week.